Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 306. On this episode, we've got some TV news from the last uh, week. Uh, and then we'll be talking about the series premieres of Colony, Second Chance, and Shadowhunters, as well as recent episodes of The Expanse and The Shannara Chronicles. Plus, we've got some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 306. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com, and this week I have joining me... Ivy West from... Nowhere.com. <laughs> and I'm Jenny Rairden from TVisMyPacifier.com. Thank you both for joining me to talk a little TV this week. Yeah. Greetings and salutations. <laughs> and we need to find Ivy a place to hang out <laughs> online. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently he's just out there with Ray on the internet. Well, Ivy, <laughs> you are welcome to join me for the remote post anytime you want to guest, so... Well, I might, and I might just, I'm kind of, I've been away just long enough to say, you know, I've got some, I've got some ideas. <laughs> Probably not very good ones, but you know, they're ideas. <laughs> yep. That's what the internet's for, is, is to put out. <laughs> for bad ideas? Is to put out all your not very good ideas. That's... <laughs> well, that's certainly better than sharing them at work. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So first up, we'll jump into the news. Uh, a few things uh, happened over the last uh, week or so here. First up, Fox has ordered another season of 24 uh, that'll be called 24 Legacy that apparently will have a whole new cast, but still be the same daily uh, yeah, the, the same hourly, you know, type of thing. Uh, they they never re- it doesn't really say, but I'm assuming that it's going to be an actual 24 episode yeah i heard that it was it was keeping the format so you would think that they're going to do all 24 episodes yeah so i'm assuming the 24 episodes and i've heard people call it a reboot but then it's not like it just sounds like it's just a new group of people right and that you know it could be taking place in the same world you know in the same world and the same you know past what other things have happened it that it's not necessarily all of a sudden there's going to be a new Jack Bauer right. character or whatever. So I don't know. I saw all these different headlines and stuff like that. And then when I read the actual press release, I was like, it says none of this. <laughs> <laughs> Where I was like, I suppose maybe some people asked some questions at TCA since that's been happening for the last couple of weeks. And maybe they got some other pieces of information, information out yeah. of that, that they were, uh, thing, but I'm like, they sent out. <laughs> we're doing a thing called 24 Legacy, and it's going to be a whole new cast, <laughs> you know. So, that, thanks yeah, for the I, information, right? Yeah. I, I do think they addressed it at TCA. I think it was during the um, the executive panel because you know some of the big takeaways were uh, even there was even some plot structure that there was um, there was going to be a female CTU agent and. The, the male lead, there'll be a male lead and a female lead both. And the male lead will be like a soldier coming back that gets in trouble or something like that. But the, um, but yeah. they, they tease the connections to former CTU agents. So, hmm. um, yeah, I, if there's, if there's a show that a re, you know, that are not a reboot or a reimagining, but just a restart could work, you know, where they could kind of yeah. tie back to the format. I think, 
I think this could do it. I mean, obviously, 24 wasn't 24 because of the 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 clock. It was 24 because of Jack Bauer, and to an extent, Chloe and, and everyone else on the show. But um, there's nothing to say that they can't use this to build and do it again, especially if they're bringing back all of the producers, which, I, as I understand it, they are, or many of them. All I know is when I read that short synopsis of the of what the idea was, I went, wait, that sounds like the first season of Homeland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't seen 24 or Homeland, so I'm kind of um, half interested and half not interested, I guess. <laughs> I think I'm more interested now than I would have been back then because there was a reason I didn't start watching those shows. I I didn't like that kind of of drama and whatnot but but now i watch more stuff like that so yeah yeah i think it's interesting that the you know 24 i think started this trend of of going back and and there may have been something else before it but the the trend that we're now seeing with heroes and with fuller house and with x files and some other things and it's kind of and prison break now apparently so it's interesting that they go back to this one first and you know, the question is, is does it work? I think it worked the the 24 miniseries a couple of years ago. I think that worked. I think we're seeing that that Fred, that um, that Heroes isn't necessarily working, although I don't think it's as bad as everybody else says it is, but certainly not as good as it should be. Um, and Fuller House is kind of going to be its own thing. Right. Um, so it's interesting to see if, if 24 is able to take this and run with it like they did the first time around. Will this mean that we're going to be seeing more of this type of show? Uh, and considering that our, our nature is for rebooting and restarting and sequels upon sequels upon reboots upon sequels, that you know we we might be seeing more of this. I think. Yeah. And do you think uh, is Hollywood just totally originally? I mean, out of original ideas. Well, I don't is think that... they're out of original ideas, but I think when. You have all these different cable channels and streaming networks and all these different platforms trying to create original content that gives you 412 scripted shows in 2015 that they can't all be original. Right, (laughs) right. And so you pull in reboots of some things or remakes of foreign things or, you know, uh, so, yeah, I don't think it's – I think it's – and then in some cases, you know, some of, you know, some of these types of things, especially like in the movie world or whatever, you know, a sequel does really well. Then, of mm-hmm. course, you're going to do another sequel. <laughs> like, right. Right. People people talk about it being, you know, it's like, oh, it's just a money grab. And you're like, that's what the whole thing is. <laughs> right. The whole system is a grab for money. I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> Why does that surprise <laughs> you? We did some research at ClickClack a couple years ago that showed how, and it's something we all know, but until you quantify it, it's kind of surprising, that showed how often pilots fail. And we were seeing something, the math we did, and we we went back four or five years at the time, and the math we did showed us that 50% of new pilots fail fail to get to a second year. And then when you you take that number to to shows that get a fourth season, so they make it through three seasons and get more, it's, it's only like 20%. So I think if you're a network executive that fails that frequently, if you can do anything to give yourself a leg up on on building a new show, be it right. you know anything that says, hey, we know the audiences are at least going to give it a chance by saying, oh, it's 
Jack is back, or, oh, it's 24 again, or, oh, it's Scully and Mulder, or, you know, oh, it's your favorite, you know, it's John Travolta doing television again. You know, they're going right. to take swings at it, so. Yeah, speaking of, speaking of which, and you already mentioned it, uh, Ivy, and Fox has said it before, but they officially announced that Prison Break, you know, a Prison Break event series is is coming, so... It's been so long since Prison Break was on, but uh, didn't some of the characters die? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Although we never, we never actually. Saw... Yeah, I guess if you if you never see a body, then right. they're never actually dead, and so it was just a another elaborate Michael Schofield uh, fake out. Well, and wow, TV Line had it all of a sudden that said. Their story said that it was going to take place between the end of the series and the straight-to-DVD movie, and that's when the death supposedly happened, was in that the end of that TV movie. And I was like, uh-uh, I'm out, because I already know how it <laughs> yeah. ends, you know, and it's not happily. Well, then they went back and changed it. No, we were wrong. <laughs> so apparently it takes place after that, but references that so yeah yeah i don't i don't know i mean i i like those characters and stuff and you know and if it actually is like a short uh you know for some reason somebody's not dead and they're back in jail and need to get out (laughs) (laughs) i suppose i'll probably watch uh, just to almost like ivy was saying you know because you know these characters you know the show and right. there is sort of a, in this case, there's more of a like, wait, what? <laughs> then, <laughs> yep. then I was like, I need, I'll check that out just because of that, the the, the sort of the WTF factor of it, <laughs> of it all. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Scream Queens got uh, renewed for a second season, which I was. And how? Oh, I was kind of surprised, but kind of not surprised. I mean, uh, for whatever reason, Fox you know, slash FX likes to be, you know, in that, uh, why am I blanking on his name? The, Ryan Murphy. Yeah. It wants to be in the Ryan Murphy business, I guess. Uh, I, I suppose that screen Queens did well in the, maybe in the, you know, like the, with the DVR numbers and stuff, because mm-hmm. it wasn't doing all that great, uh, in, you know, just uh, straight ratings. So, uh, but then something that was, Empire renewed for a third season. Not a big surprise there. That's, yeah, no. That's the, you know, that's the ratings juggernaut right now. Is Scream Queens going to be anthology, or is it going to ca- follow the same characters? Well, I thought I thought I read new. See, that's the thing is, as I read, I read new story, but may include some of, and include some of the same cast. And some of them may be playing the same characters that they played in the first one. So I was like, okay, wait. So are we doing American Horror Story? I mean, is that – because that's what it sounded like. Yeah, it sounded like American Horror Story <laughs> until it also said that it's, that they might be playing, like, some of the same characters. Uh, so I guess some of the same characters that didn't die by the end of it will now <laughs> right. be in another situation uh, that uh, – you know, is completely ridiculous. I still don't understand why nobody left campus. Uh, <laughs> there's there, there's a murderer running. Let's all stay. 
I didn't make it past. I didn't make it past. I think the second episode was it more of the same as it went on. I could. I I didn't go past the like the two hour premiere or whatever. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't get past the fact that uh, that the one guys or the one guy that had a daughter at the school showed up and got talked into instead of taking his daughter away into becoming a professor there to watch after her. <laughs> and I was like, no, you take your daughter away. <laughs> from, from where there's, there's been like four murders on campus in the last yeah, few days. Make good TV. <laughs> you know? And so my brain just couldn't wrap my head around the whole situation where in a, you know, in a normal type of, you know, scary movie type of thing, you're stuck in a cabin in the woods or in and there is know, no place to an go. old campground, but you're not stuck there for weeks. <laughs> it the, the basic story in the movie like takes place over that night, you know, type of thing. And you're trying to get away from, you know, get get through the night or get away from the area or something or you know, maybe it takes place in a small town and at least you live there, so, you know, there's something to be said for sticking around there, but but a lot of these things take place over such a short period of time that this was taking place over like weeks and weeks at a university, and I was like, nobody would stay, everybody would leave. <laughs> yeah, at least at least with Scream, the TV, the Scream TV show, at least they were you know all living in town. It's not like they were all you know at college. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's just a. It was just a dumb premise. I just, which, hey, there are dumber premises out there that work, and we're going to talk work, about yes. one of them today. So, <laughs> and uh, one of them's coming to Fox. <laughs> speaking of Fox shows, one of them's coming to Fox next week. Lucifer that has just a incredibly stupid premise. <laughs> I know, but I'm going to give it a chance. But think about the average intelligence of the TV viewer. And there are a lot of dumb people that watch TV. <laughs> so I'm not saying that any of your listeners are dumb. I'm just, you know. Yeah, well, hey, there's there some people on this podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> I watch some dumb shows. I don't, oh, I don't revert, not, yeah. the, don't revert yeah. to reality TV. At least I draw the line somewhere. Oh, I watch well, some dumb okay. shows. I, we all, we I all can't watch say some, that. <laughs> we all watch some dumb stuff. And, yeah. you know, different things pique our interest or keep us watching yeah. for different reasons. But before we move on, just say Lucifer just has that same type of premise where it doesn't matter if the show's put together well and is well acted and is a decent procedural. I can't wrap my head around the basic premise <laughs> of eh, the devil. He's bored. He's he just needs a vacation and so he goes and runs a piano bar in LA and then yeah but Laura German so I'm yeah, there and then comes across <laughs> and then comes across the one beautiful woman that he can't seem to just make you know drop her clothes at by just looking at her and then of he course. has to start helping her with cases for some reason and then and then you know like they become the sort of will they Will they, won't they? Will she be able to tame the devil? You know? <laughs> and, and he's going to see a therapist, you know, because he has daddy issues. And it just, uh, there's just too many. I just like, I can't. This is just too dumb. Uh, but 
we'll move on to uh, Netflix has renewed Marvel's Jessica Jones for a second season and the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt for a third, even though the second season hasn't played yet, but it was TCA. They needed to drop some news. <laughs> I, I like that all the stuff about Jessica Jones and people were like, Oh, I, I'm glad they finally did this. And I was like, was there ever really a question whether they were going to like, once they did a second season of daredevil, <laughs> uh, you know, and this was so well received. There was no way they weren't doing another season on their road to doing the Defenders. It, it just seemed like. Well, I mean, unless she didn't, unless she only signed on for one year, you know, that it's no, the rules. It, the rules are different in Netflix, man. They yeah, can, but this they is can Marvel, just do what though. they want to do. Okay, yeah, but this is Marvel <laughs> as well, though, and they don't sign anybody to just one thing. It's true. You know, they were That's signed true. to at least show up, at least. To apparently, you know, at at some point they'll show up in other people's shows and and to uh, you know ultimately at least show up for uh, defenders and stuff like that. But yeah, maybe they, you know, who knows what their actual deals were or whatever. But it just seemed like there was no way that they weren't going to like that we were going to go another year or two, a, a year or so before we finally get to the defenders, and there was going to not be another. You know, Jessica Jones just seemed. Was there and, and I missed this in the announcement? Did they say when though? No, they didn't say when. But my assumption is that it'll show up around the same time at the end of this year, as you know that it'll show up. Uh, what did it start in like November sometime? Yeah, we'll see. I don't because they're it, they're basically putting Daredevil out at the basically the same time that they put Daredevil out last time. So my assumption is that between now and then we'll get the. Why am I blanking on his name? But uh, Luke Cage. Yeah, we'll get Luke Cage, like maybe in the summer or something, and then uh, as they continue to build out this heading towards a, a Defenders, uh, you know, meetup. But yeah, that was just. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't surprised. I I figured you know they just waited so they had some news to you know, other than some premiere dates, they had some actual news to drop during TCA. Hmm. But you know, well, they I'm they also waited a, a long time on Sensei just to make it the say, the right the birthday. So again, <laughs> Netflix does what Netflix wants to do. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Whatever works, I suppose. Right. Yeah. That's right. As long as people keep paying their you know eight dollars or so a month, <laughs> they'll keep uh, they'll keep producing these shows. Mm. Uh, next up, uh, Showtime has renewed Shameless for a seventh season. Uh, the sixth season just started. And then, Anybody still watching that? I I couldn't get past the I. Well, I thought it I was well started. acted and and interesting. I I couldn't get past the first season. There were too many things that happened in the first season of Shameless that I was just like, should we really be watching this? Like, <laughs> at, at, just as like a, a a group of human beings, like should we actually be like? There's some storylines taking place in here that you're like, should we be showing that like that? That's messed up. Yeah. <laughs> that that was something I couldn't just I just couldn't continue with some of those uh, types of things that uh, you know into subsequent seasons. And then uh uh lastly on some uh, g- uh good news uh, USA Network <laughs> finally renewed Plain House for a third season. The wait on that show every, I mean every time now it's been crazy. USA has been sort of crazy on what 
they want to be or you know, what yeah. kind of network they want to be or because uh, they seem to have closed down a lot of their uh, comedy production and and stuff. And so to see that this one, you know, they finally came around and and uh, are going to do another season. I mean, this has one of those rabid fan bases. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you like those two, you're going to like the show. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And and then they also did the interesting thing where they they tried some things out by putting, you know, like episodes available online ahead of time of airing and both online and when they aired, they did the the commercial breaks were basically the the two actresses in mm-hmm. in character, you know, pimping the products. I love that. <laughs> you know, and so they were actually kind of fun and uh, so I think because of those those sort of deals and things actually sort of worked for them. So I think it uh, it made it you know financially reasonable to do you know to keep doing more of it. Uh, hopefully it'll you know maybe they'll do a little more than I don't know. It seemed like last season was the second season was really short, mm-hmm. uh, but maybe they can get past eight or ten episodes or something. Uh, but at any rate, we'll be getting more. So I'm happy about that. Yep. All right. Yay. That's the <laughs> that's the news. And we'll move on to the primetime segment. Primetime. There you go. <laughs> First up, Shadowhunters. Season 1 episode 1, The Mortal Cup. Wah, wah. The series premiere. <laughs> and uh, so with that, we'll start with you, Ivy. What did you think of Shadowhunters? It's it's an average show based on an average movie based on an average book. I, you know, there's a lot of really cool ideas there. And there's some things that the show could do that I don't think the movie could do, but in, in every single case, and I've, I've, like I said, I, I watched the show, I saw the movie and I read the book when I heard that there was going to be a show just to see. And it's, it's not, Compared to some of the other stuff, I mean, we're, we've got so much great television like this right now that you expect a, a, a step above. You know, you expect them to try a little harder. And then you remember the other television that's on Freeform or ABC Family and you go, I don't know why I expected it to be better. <laughs> um, let me throw down that gauntlet. Right. What's, what's the show? Is it, is it it's Stitchers? Yes. Right? Okay. This is from the network that brought us Stitchers. Yes. <laughs> this is what we should expect. Yeah. This, I, is, this is the network that canceled Bunheads. Yeah. And, okay. I'm, that's, I'm sorry for interrupting. <laughs> uh, uh, well, that was my basic review is, like, it's better than Stitchers. It's <laughs> 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 you know, like, uh, that was, I've never read the book, never watched the movie, and... So had no real, you know, had a little bit of idea, you know, from seeing trailers for the movie and stuff like that. And of, you know, the sort of idea of what it is and and then watched it. And it's at least in the first episode, it's a whole lot of style over substance. Mm-hmm. I mean, it they put out their, you know, their their trailer, which was the, you know, three of them like following the changeling. Right. You know, with the music, you know, going in the background and, you know, it all seemed kind of cool or whatever. And although if they were invisible, I wasn't quite sure why 
they had to hide on rooftops and stuff. <laughs> Don't bring logic into this question. <laughs> and if and if they and if they were how they were then later on fighting you know the demons or whatever the these changelings is it that the other demons could actually see them even when they have the glamour going or whatever i i wasn't quite sure because they never deglamorized and then all of a sudden everybody seemed to be fighting each other in that one scene right and so i was like okay so maybe that's why they were sort of hiding cuz there was the one uh, guy going through there and he would be able to you know sort of notice them uh, or something and so i don't know overall i just thought there was there wasn't a lot uh in this uh in this first episode and i really hated the ending where the best friends like no come with me i mm-hmm. I, I, I can i can help you and you're just like People just appeared out of nowhere, and there's a dead guy, and all this stuff. Is there even a question where you're going or who well, you're going to stick yeah. with? Like this is a dumb, this is a dumb, uh, is a dumb ending. Uh, but uh, Jenny, what did uh, what did you think of Shadowhunters? I yeah okay, I feel the same way you guys did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like like you, Jason. I didn't see the movie. I haven't read the books, um, so I went into it with the you know, with a fresh perspective, I guess, um, Kyle had told me, uh, it wasn't as good as the movie, but I thought, okay, well, I, since I haven't, really good, so that's <laughs> right. Not a good sign. right. Um, and so I thought, well, okay, I haven't seen the movie, so I can't go into it with that idea, but I just, I don't, it, it reinforced the idea for me that that's really not my type of, of show or movie. Um, so I had that kind of coloring it. Um, I didn't like the best friend. I liked the blonde guy. I, that would probably be the only draw for me is the relationship. And so, you know, I, I I just don't think I'm going to watch any more of it. I, I just don't have the interest. The it's, it's funny because there's certain things that, you know, when you know some of the story, you know, some of what's coming and, you know, the best friend has ends up in a relationship with one of the other characters that are part of the shadow hunters. And it kind of works in that way that, that, well, you know, well, anytime the nerd gets the good looking girl, I'm all for that story. <laughs> it's, it's, it's why I can forgive a lot of the second season of, of Friday night lights. Um, and, and, and I do like the guy that plays Jason this so much more than in the, in the movie because I'm sorry, and I cannot remember. Let me let me pull up his name because I, he, the guy that played uh, the worst King Arthur on the planet, Jamie Campbell Bower, is just not an action star, and I don't know why they keep putting him there. So, um, so bringing in, I mean, obviously everybody is different, and Dominic Sherwood, who I don't really know what he's done before, who plays him in the show, is is leaps and bounds above of what we've got, but. Mm-hmm. realistically there's uh not a lot of quality acting going on right yeah but i did like i did like that you know harry shum was in there and i did like uh all the who's the actress that plays the mother that's been in like maxim roy who was in um defying gravity and anything anytime i can link back to defying gravity I'm, I'm i'm a happy person but yeah it's just I don't know. It's 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 a story that has potential. So I understand why 
networks and, and movies and, you know, movie producers keep coming back to it uh, because there's there's enough interest there and it follows a lot of what's popular right now. Uh, but it, it's it's got to be done well and it hasn't been done well yet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that this is going to change. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I mean, I, I may give it another episode or two just to see what they, you know, where it goes from that, you know, from that pilot. But yeah, with it doesn't give me a whole lot of hope that, that like that you're going to get too much improvement from mm-hmm. where you're where you're starting at here uh, in the in the next couple episodes. But yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting on the scale of well, now freeform uh TV shows in that in this sort of vein of stuff where they try and do sort of a sci-fi type of thing or whatever, it hasn't worked all that well, except for, I mean, Pretty Little Liars isn't really science fiction, but that's, you know, that that has sort of a, a horror-ish genre to it a little bit. That that's, that's worked. Mm. I mean, it's maybe gone on too long, but, it, you know, it, <laughs> but it, in the beginning it was still pretty well put together and and well acted and mm-hmm. and stuff and and then some of the other shows that they do like not just like a bunheads that they didn't keep doing but some of these other shows that they have like switched at birth you know and and the fosters while I've stopped watching switched at birth and I never really could get into the fosters they are good at what they're doing like those yeah. sort of family dramas those are pretty solid family dramas Right. They come at family dramas from different angles that are interesting and different, you know, than what your normal, normal. Uh, <laughs> sort of family uh, uh, drama. And, you know, and these things have become, you know, leaps and bounds better than, you know, like Secret Life uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> of the American Teenager. And so, but the sci-fi-ish type of things that they seem to do almost come off more Secret Life <laughs> in and and the way that they're you know written filmed acted and something like stitchers there's some people on that show that i really like from other things that they were really good in and here they're just like the the whole show is just like really you know you're it doesn't it just doesn't quite get there it it's uh you know where something like i mean we're coming at sort of the same type of procedural element uh, from slightly different uh, directions. But iZombie is basically the same as Stitchers. They're linking right. into somebody's brain to, to get right. little clues here and there to solve a case. iZombie, fun, <laughs> you know, and well-acted. Stitchers, not so much. So, you know, there's... It's all in the the quality of how you do it, and and Shadowhunters just, unfortunately, the coolest thing about it was that opening three minutes, <laughs> and, <laughs> and and but from there on, it was most it was a lot of that. It was just a style over substance. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the basic storyline. I mean, you're going to see these storylines over and over again, but it it's so much the I'll oh, just give her one more night. You know, mm-hmm. you've you've kept her long. Just give her one more night of, and you're just like, no, this is some seriously <laughs> dangerous stuff. <laughs> you need to well, set I, her I down now. Some, 
I think they did themselves a disservice by not playing two episodes at once. Yeah, because I think too. you, you know, you get. Uh, I hate to say you get you understand more, but I think just five more minutes, and I think we would have understood the characters more and the choices that they're making. But I mean, she's drawn to this life. It's 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 I I get it, but only because not because they sold us, but just because they put it out there. It's that show don't tell thing that bad shows do, or yeah, or, or tell don't the, show that bad shows do, or it's. Or it's because you know that that's what happens in these types of shows. Like, yeah. We don't we don't really need to fill it out any or whatever. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So that's that's Shadowhunters. I think we're all sort of meh <laughs> on the subject. Speaking of how this works on those types of shows, what's next, Jason? Next is a little show on Sci-Fi called The Expanse. Uh, the the last episode to air was season one, episode six, Retrofit. And uh, Ivy, what do you think of this show, this sci-fi adventure based on a book? <laughs> that I've also read. Um, I, <laughs> Who has time is... to read all this stuff, man? I'm watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what great. I'm not watching shows I don't want to watch anymore, so now I get to read books that I want to read. Um <laughs> I, expanses. It's, see, it's funny because to me, and again, I'm going to speak from the from the reference of a book reader. Is this series gets really good as time goes on, and it's almost like I forget this the the forming of the team phase that we're seeing in these episodes, and I just want them to skip ahead to being a team and being a crew and being awesome together. Um, so while I am excited that everybody's behind the show, it's just like you've not even gotten to the good stuff yet. It's like being a fan of Game of Thrones in the first season. It's like just wait until the end because I want to see – because you and, – and this is – and I can say this. If you're watching this show and you haven't read the books, you don't know what this show is about yet. Um, we, 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 have, we have absolutely not touched on – it's like if you watch Game of Thrones – and you walked in like that that first season. This, Jenny, do you watch Game of Thrones? I'm sorry. No. Go okay. right ahead. Okay. So say you like skipped the first five minutes. Say like you were folding your laundry in the other room when you turned on Game of Thrones and you missed this prologue that sets up what the show is really, really, really about. Um, like we just didn't get that prologue in this. There's this whole other story out there on the Expanse that they've not even really tuned in on. Um, and that's when the story just kind of explodes and you realize, oh, hell, it's it's on. And so we're in this phase now where we're looking for Julie Mao and and the crew of the Rossi is kind of getting together and, and understanding each other. And, man, that's a pretty ship. Um, but it's it's going to get so much better so that I, I'm, I'm excited that people are excited about it now. But I just can't wait to see what happens next. I mean, not next, next, but, you know, the proverbial next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I like The Expanse so far, and as we get into it, some things start to make a little more sense. You start to get who people are and and get an idea of the various, you know, the the, the Belters and the, <laughs> the Martians and, you know, people from Earth and all these different segments you start to actually once you've seen it enough it 
those things start to filter in. In the beginning, you're just like, who, what, where, why is this important? And in the first couple of episodes, I was like, well, this is interesting. It's definitely put together really well. But I felt like it would be more interesting if you had read the book because it, it felt like you weren't – they weren't really giving you much of of anything of like what's uh, going on. Then when you finally start to see, at least in the first season here, that they're sort of all heading in a similar direction and there's you know something bigger going on out here uh, – for me, it may have taken a little too long to get to get to that point, or at least to tell you that that's what's going on. Uh, but I am enjoying uh, it it so far, uh, mm. especially uh, a little more now in the last couple episodes. Uh, also, like I said, partially from you finally learning the you know who, what, and where. Mm-hmm. Uh, of of the world it it takes a while to for that to uh you know to sort of sink in as to who is who is what and who wants what and you know why they want those things and it's funny because in the in the books they tell that they 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 world build at a completely different pace uh, and i think that's because as i understand it and i've just learned this as as people started talking about the show more uh, the books were originally supposed to be just a trilogy, and and or something along the way that there's that there are ideas of things that that we're seeing now in the first season that weren't really conceived until further down the road, um, and this is an example of that. But the example of this in general is is Christian, you know, um, and and the and, and the whole Earther storyline and everything going on with the, at the United Nations is not something that was a part of the first book. The first book was was really just um, the detective and the captain and their alternate stories and 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 they kept going back and forth, back and forth, uh, and working their way towards meeting and you know I, and I think that's where we're, we're hitting too. Um, but this show is is doing so much more to world build. Uh, Earlier, and I don't. I don't know that that's a good idea. I really think that the that the pace of the the books was a lot better because you learn things more slowly and over time, and so you weren't bogged down with all the politics of Earth versus Mars versus the Belter slash OPA because uh, it didn't matter until it mattered until the story got big enough that those things got folded in. So. You know, it's a bit. It's I won't call it a big difference because it's it's almost like these things would have been happening in the first book if you just knew more characters. It's not like they're inventing storylines, major. You know, they're inventing major things. Um, but it would be interesting if they get to some of the stories in the back half of the books quicker than you know four or five seasons. So it's it's interesting. I don't I don't I don't know what they're doing or why they're doing it, but it's interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, he rambles on and on yeah. and on. Well, yeah, that's that's just the that's just the thing is the the first episode felt like, you know, if I had read the books, I would know who these groups are, you know, type of thing. I would I would already have some of uh, this information, and it it seemed very slow to put out some of this information and to really give you 
like I said, have no idea what any bigger ultimate story arcs, but it looks like the season one story arc is, you know, uh, the search for Jul- Julie Mao and what's going on with these stealth ships and, uh, you know, what's all of that. How are these things all tied together? So, you know, and that's once that sort of comes to you see that that's the storyline, it becomes more interesting. Mm-hmm. In the first couple episodes, you're just like, okay, the world is interesting, and there's some interesting characters in it, but, like, what is this, you know, exactly? <laughs> uh, and so I think it, it takes – it definitely is one that you need to uh, give a few episodes to because it, it takes that long, really, to uh, get a, a sort of a grip on what uh, is going on. But we'll see, I'm, But I'm glad we'll that – yeah, but uh, I'm also glad to know, though, that it's already been picked up for a second season so that you can, as you see potentially bigger things being built into this, you're not going to you're not going to just be hung out to dry, <laughs> at least at the end of season one. Uh, you, you know that they'll be they'll be coming back to tell uh, more stories. And like you said, there's multiple books to draw from. So plus that, you know, they could twist things up and go their own way with different things or add in completely new elements, uh, you know, TV show wise. So there's, there's a lot you can do, uh, in this. And it's just, it's just sort of fun to have, uh, while I really enjoyed Killjoys, it's fun to have now on sort of the other side, a more serious sort of space drama Mm -hmm. going on. So, yeah, this, I mean, this has the potential of being as, in the direction as as epic as um, we saw with Battlestar, I don't think it's going to get there. Um, but the the stories that they tell are can be of that level, and it's interesting to see. I mean, there's some there's some books in there that I would be completely content with if they perfectly skipped. <laughs> they just say, "Nah, we don't need to tell the story," or that can be a three episode arc instead of a full season, <laughs> and I think we'd all be better for it. Uh, but it's like I said, it's it's interesting that they're building this, and we've and it's getting the uh, appreciation. I think in some quarters that it is, and they haven't really even told you what the show is about yet. And that's what's interesting to me is 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 that dynamic and and when are we going to find out and when it's 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 almost like watching and I know I made this analogy earlier but watching Game of Thrones and not knowing anything about the White Walkers I mean it's that big of a that big of a gap it's not White Walkers I swear. <laughs> <laughs> wait the White Walkers are flying around in the stealth ships what's going on <laughs> now that is a crossover. <laughs> Hey, maybe maybe they just evolved. Maybe there's you know black holes that take people to different places and change time, and then we can all go save Matt Damon together, wherever he is. Well, I, hopefully the Martians know where where he's at. But uh... well, unless unless he went through the black hole, and we got to get Matthew McConaughey up there to save. That's right. But yeah, I'm. I I think based on what I've seen so far, that you're right that. They could tell some of those Battlestar Galactica type of stories in that good sci-fi tells you, you know, with this interesting sets this in some interesting world or space or something like that in this case, but tell stories 
that sort of flip the perspective on things, on things that are actually happening now. That's that's a lot of what Battlestar Galactica did, was they took storylines of things that were happening in the world, real world, and then they flipped those around, and you sort of got a different look at those types of things within this sci-fi show, and and so you can you can hit at bigger issues and interesting uh, story points and big ideas to think about, but telling them in this interesting world, you know, is that's what uh, I think that's what good sci-fi does is you know, mm-hmm. transport you into this world to sort of, and then tells you, you know, an interesting story that may give you a different perspective on uh, something that's, you know, happening in everyday life or whatever. It definitely is a world that, you know, you see with the, there's, there's a lot of us and them, you know, rich and poor. Uh, So there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of storylines that could be told in interesting ways uh, Mm -hmm. in, in what they've set up. So it'll be interesting to see where they, where they go with the expanse uh, as, as we move forward. And I can't wait for them to, expand on some of those plot arcs (laughs) yes i I can't wait to get more into the expanse (laughs) to expand out (laughs) into the world more we're bad but but with that (laughs) but with that we'll we'll move on to a different uh, fantasy show also based on a set of novels there's a there's a there's a a bit of a theme running through the first part of the shows <laughs> we decided to talk about this week. Uh, the Shannara Chronicles, uh, season one, episode three, Fur- Fury. And uh, I almost said Furry, which is would be a completely, <laughs> totally completely different show. It would have been a completely different episode. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, Jenny, what did you think of the Shannara Chronicles? Uh, okay, well, again, I haven't read the books. Um, but my husband has, and, and he liked when he was a kid, and he liked him. Uh, and again, fantasy really isn't my thing, but I liked this show quite a bit more than I liked Shadowhunters. Not just in that I that the quality of the show I think is better, but but for some reason it drew me in more. I watched all the first three episodes this weekend, so it it was almost a, uh, like you, Jason, it was almost a straight, you know, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Uh, and I think that was actually a good way to watch it because you get that, um, you get the storyline, uh, you know, right in a row. Um, well, based on how it, the the episodes look to be built, it would make a really good binge watch because right. each episode picks up right where the last one left off. Right, and So right. it really is going to be like, well, 10 hours, but, you know, without commercials or whatever, you know, it's going to be roughly, you know, like a seven and a half hour movie you right. know, type of thing if you watched it straight through. Right. I for I, I guess I liked it enough that I'm going to continue watching. Um, I like the characters. I like the suspense. Um, I was very unhappy in the earlier episode when her significant other for lack of a better word was killed because i had no idea it was coming um but 
even with that, I'm I'm still interested enough to watch, which should say a lot to those people who know <laughs> that the relationships are what I'm all about on shows. <laughs> so, how about you, Ivy? I it's it's nice to go into a show like this with expectations so low you could trip over them, um, because. <laughs> Like Jenny, and despite my my affection for Game of Thrones, I'm not a fantasy fan of fantasy, uh, and so I al- almost didn't even give this a chance. Um, especially when I heard Austin Butler was in it, because I think he's as bad as interesting as a piece of cardboard, um, and that's being nice. It's being nice to cardboard. Yes, he is definitely the weak link in the in the show. But this is this is much better than it has any right to be. And I think it's pretty freaking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm hooked. I, like I said, this is not my kind of show. It's not my kind of story. But damn if they're not doing it really, really well. Mm-hmm. And it's MTV. Who would have thought? Right. He says without having watched Teen Wolf, which I hear is pretty good. So I can, <laughs> I can be snooty about MTV all I want. <laughs> well, Teen Wolf, Teen Wolf was good in the beginning. You know, basically... It's Vampire Diaries, but <laughs> with wolves. <you> know? <laughs> so, you know, that... Wait, that, wait, wolves? There's wolves on Team Wolf? Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. And, and various other things that uh, uh, pop up over time. But it has that very similar type of Vampire Diaries, you know, high school drama... Uh, type of, of thing to it with Teen Wolf, and this has a little bit of that uh, high school drama with the, the 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 triangle that we have set up here. Right, it is a is a little bit that, uh, but you have you have these other you know actors like Manu Bennett and John Reef Davies, and uh, I'm blanking on his name, but the guy that plays the leader of the Rovers, uh, you know that are are obviously having a lot of fun with this and, but also bringing a little gravitas to the situation. Yeah. I, you almost want to say Remar, the guy, James Remar, yeah, the guy that's, that's playing the, it's, it's almost like he's, you don't want to say he's phoning it in, but it's just like, I, I really like it when actors go up to that line without crossing it, where they're being just a little too much. He's like taking that step right past the line and is like, so what are you gonna do? I'm just I'm just being me. You got you got a problem with me being me? I'm gonna sell my daughter. You got you got a problem with that? That's just the way I roll. And you're like, okay, but it's James Remar, so it's you kind of believe it, even though like I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that obviously uh, where you know where they shot it provides a lot of uh, you know the look of the show. Uh, the the special effects are pretty good, you know. It has a fantasy quest storyline, you know, to it. Uh, but I liked that they that they're sort of taking their time in building out the world a little bit and building out these characters. That it's not an instant quest. The real quest doesn't really actually start till the end of the fourth episode, you know, where they've actually, you know. So I like that they're they're sort of taking their time, you know, getting sort of the pieces in place. Yeah. The background uh, that they're, that they didn't just sort of rush through and put them, you know, out on a quest. Uh, they've built the, they've given you a chance to live inside the world a little bit, to, you know, learn more about it. Uh, and, you know, let some of these, uh, you know, characters 
learned some different things. Uh, it still had this the one story point of with the Austin Butler's character where you know they get the princess back. I think that's in this episode it, where they get the princess back and he but he's like I'm out. Mm-hmm. That happened in this episode. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. like, uh, well, I'm just gonna head back over to uh, the place I was gonna go be, you know, learn about you know medicine or whatever. Uh, yeah, and I'm just pay off job of the hut. You guys, you know, have fun with your rebellion. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just like, um, no, you just saw like actual <laughs> demons <laughs> and stuff. What and and now have like this knowledge of that some of these stories that you've heard are real uh, and, you know, the elf stones are real and magic is real. And you're and, leaving. And you're just like, uh, but yeah, I'm going to go over <laughs> here, even though the world is about to go to the, into the crapper, you know? Yeah. It seems okay. almost drama for drama's sake. That's, that's the, those, those little story point things out, uh, I start to lose it a little bit because I can't buy it. I I can't buy that somebody, even if they would be scared <laughs> or freaked out or whatever, would be just like, yeah, I'm just going to go spend the next couple of years over here while you guys deal with, <laughs> with this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even if we're probably all going to die, I'm just, uh, I don't really want to have anything to do with this. Uh, those sort of story points sort of bother me. I'm glad they sort of get over that. Uh, and, uh, and, and move on. But, but yeah, I, I really, I was drawn in, you know, from the beginning, I think it has a, a, a good opening to the show. And like I said, it continues to build out where you learn more about these, you know, the different, these different areas and, you know, this whole mythology that they've been taught as being fake, but it turns out that it's real. And all all of these things, I I really I really liked it, and I thought uh, at least the two female uh, leads were pretty good. Austin Butler just seems out of place. I I <laughs> for me, I, I don't didn't know. think so. I, I mean, I liked him most. I think at the end of the episode when he came back, I think his character really jumped out at me then. For some reason, his standing up to them and and you know in in defense of her and what what had happened and what was going on, I think that's when I really liked him more than I had before. Yeah, I don't know. It just uh, I don't know. Overall, he just seemed the 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 one sort of piece that was out of out of place. I mean, I guess he's sort of providing some of the humor to some of the different situations and stuff, but I don't know. It just, uh, it just wasn't totally working for me. We'll, we'll see how it goes with the, you know, the rest of the show. Cause I'm definitely in. Right. Uh, I, 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 I really like this. And I liked, I liked that. I didn't have, as Ivy said, I didn't really have any expectations for it. Cause I'd never read, uh, any of the books. Heck before, I did the press room at uh, at Comic Con. I didn't even know the Shannara Chronicles was a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm like, I, I mean, and and so then you're like, oh, it's a it's a it's a trilogy of books that they're you know, oh, there's more than a trilogy of books. The guy's <laughs> gone on to write, write more and more books in this world uh, uh, over the over the course of the of the year 
over the years, but uh, yeah. How Terry, was the press room? Uh, the press room was really good. Uh, <laughs> also because nobody else knew what the heck it was, and so it was very small. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of people in there. I mean, there was probably like five tables or something like that in a small press line, uh, you know, with like six or seven people at each table, but it wasn't, you know, one of those overly crowded, you know, overly loud right you know type of type of rooms and we got a decent time with the you know they they paired people up or they sometimes triple people up but we still got decent amount of time with them uh at each table so that was uh uh you know that was good and you know you were sitting across the table from John Reese Davies and Matthew Bennett <laughs> and the author of the book series you know and was there as well so that was pretty cool but like i had I still, at the time, I barely had seen, like, anything about it or what it really was other than, you know, it was some sort of a fantasy epic. And then you see, like, the trailer and you're like, oh, that looks, that actually looks really good. Uh, We'll see what the story is. And so I didn't go into it with, you know, huge expectations, but I went into it with hope, I guess, maybe, Mm -hmm. Uh, because it did look so good uh, that... I was hoping, unlike something else we talked about previous, that it wasn't just going to be a lot of style <laughs> over substance. Right. Uh, and, you know, it turned out to be it turned out to be really good. And so, yeah, I'm on board for the uh, uh, this this little quest to uh, save the four lands. I just wish I could remember everybody's name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got the three. And, and including the one that sounds uh, the Eritrea, because wasn't that? Isn't that from the Neverending Story? It, is it close to the name from the Neverending Story? Is that just me? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't remember. I, I don't remember. Well, we all lose our nerd cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, that's the Shannara Chronicles. I think uh, we're all on board uh, for more of that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is Second Chance, uh, season one, episode one, a suitable donor, the series premiere, and. Jenny, you watched this one. What did uh, what did you think of the Frankenstein Code? <laughs> right, Slash. The, the, Slash. the show of a thousand names. Yes. Uh, well, I liked it better than I thought I might. Uh, when it after when it started. Okay, <laughs> let me start that over. Uh, after it got into it, and he was into his new body, and and all of that. I thought, I am really going to hate this if he is just a, let me keep it clean, a jerk the entire time. You know, he was selfish. He was, I mean, basically he was what he was supposed to be. You know, the same character, uh, the old man. Um, And I thought, I'm really going to not like this if he's just a jerk all the way through. But he changed just enough to the, you know, at the end that I began to think, okay, I could stick with this. Um, I like the idea of the twins and there is something really off about the brother. I think, (laughs) I mean, besides, you know, the fact that he's this recluse (laughs) and well, yeah, there's, but there's something, the way he, was looking at his sister there at the end. That was just really creepy to me. Um, but I know I liked it. I like the the son 
I like that he seems like he's a really good guy. He's doing everything his father did not. Uh, he's put, you know, he puts his family first. He, he, you know, has a good, it seems like a good moral compass. Um, so he's going to be a good foil to, to his reborn father or whatever, however you want to call him. Well, it's Um, it's Tim Decay. He gives good FBI agent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, this is, it's not great by any stretch of the imagination. No. But on the procedural front with a little bit of a sci-fi-ish twist in there, you know, uh, of, of bringing somebody back from the dead and, you know, him, now going on to help solve crimes here in Seattle uh, and having, you know, some special abilities and also an in with the twins that have a basically Facebook like, uh, you know, company that they can use to basically spy on anybody in the world, apparently (laughs) (laughs) to find out information like, uh, you know, where did he end up and uh, where he's at and whatnot. Right. And, uh, are, they're going to use some of that to help, you know, him solve some of these cases and stuff. And and so, but I'm I'm fine with all of that type of stuff because I thought that some of the characters were interesting, mm-hmm. and I thought that the there's there's a family drama story. There's a couple of family drama storylines in here. There's mm-hmm. the twins, and you know how they grew up, and him being a recluse, but also being like, uh, I think what you're seeing there is is he's seen his sister his sister is like his only way that like it's how he gets out you know it's right. his only real attachment to uh to the world uh, which is why the whole project in in the first place was created is cuz he's trying to save his sister's life right. cuz she has some rare disease and he's been testing on animals and he finally as the title of the episode, a suitable donor pops up. Uh, and so he decides to go to human trials in hopes of that, uh, they can then take material from him, uh, and use it to treat, you know, her disease. Yeah. And she was beginning that already in that episode. Yeah. So, so there's, there's that storyline. And then there's the, the father and son, uh, drama and you know his sister and then hi- and you know the 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 FBI agent and his daughter and sister and then their relationship with you know the grandfather slash father uh-huh. uh, you know that's now been uh, uh, a reborn here sort of there was there was a couple of questions I had about what goes down in that and I'll just say that they answer that question in episode four so <laughs> I. It, and it was a good enough explanation that I was like, "All right, that'll that'll work." Uh, what was your? Can you can you say what your question is without saying what? The yeah, answer without is? answering. Well, my question is is uh, when they reconstitute the guy, you know, <laughs> when they when they when they bring him back from death and he becomes a younger version. Why doesn't he look like a younger version of himself? Of himself, right. He now looks like a completely different person so that his son doesn't recognize him at all. And so I I had I was like, so how does this work? So you bring somebody back from death and they get younger, but 
they now don't look they like change, they're, right. they don't look like their younger self somehow. And so they they give they give an answer to that in like the fourth episode or whatever as okay. to why that takes place. And uh, was it connected? Before you move on, is it was it connected at all to the comment she made that you know you are the best version of yourself? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, it is, and and they sort of. Uh, they sort of hit on that again a little bit, and then you go, oh, "Okay, that's what that's what they mean by uh, by that." And so, so yeah, so they there's there's that, and then also there's another there's the the storyline of the father son aspect here, and how he's sort of in, putting himself into uh, back into his son's life, uh, and you know, there's the obvious, uh, you know, how long is that going to play out? There were some interesting aspects to it. Uh, I like I like some of the cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I said, Tim Decay is Tim always Decay good. Tim Decay is fantastic. Uh, and uh, and then I really like. I I have no idea how you pronounce her name, <laughs> <laughs> but she was in Greek, <laughs> and uh, I really like her. Uh, and so, does anybody figure out in the first four episodes? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> and I, and I notice how yeah. I notice how he's not answering. <laughs> well, I'll just say that there's some storylines that move along much quicker than I thought they were going to. That's good. Oh, that's good. Because if they drew that out, that would get old. I think real quick. Yeah. So so yeah. There's uh, there's definitely yeah. There's 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 definitely some things that that move along much faster than 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 you would sort of expect you would, you you'd almost kind of expect some of these things to be drawn out at least for like a whole season or something like that and i think they decided yeah that's not really going to work here and <laughs> and went away from that uh but i think there's enough here that i'm interested to keep watching uh like i said it's it's not great but it's better than lucifer i think <laughs> mainly because i can I can buy this sci-fi premise that the super smart genius created a way to bring somebody back from life. Fine. That's if that's, if that's the world that we're living in, I I can buy that the world where the devil decides he needs to go on vacation (laughs) because he's he's bored with the fires of hell. I can't, I I don't know. I I can't, I can't wrap my head around that one. Uh, So, uh, so yeah, like I said, it's not great. But it's pretty. It's pretty solid. It's fun for now. It'll be interesting to see if it can continue building. Yeah, to see what they you know continue to build on top of it. I mean, some of it really is some of the 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 character. You know, if the characters don't continue to be interesting, right? Then it's just a a a, a guy with you know sort of super abilities. Well, although that have a clock on him because he has to get back in the tank every twelve hours, right? So it's not a it's not a it's not a perfect rebirth. Let's just say one of my favorite scenes though uh, was when he ran off the first time, and you know the the two um, women runners came up to him, and after you know he had he had his hand on her stomach and, and then they left and he just grinned and the grin was <laughs> so funny. <laughs> and probably a little accurate, you know, yeah. Kind of, oh, yeah. kind of what you think he would be doing at that time. Yeah, Cause he, oh, yeah. cause he realized he's not a crotchety old man. <laughs> he's right. <laughs> who, <laughs> 
Well, he's a crotchety old man and a young man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think uh, I think that's a, enough with a second chance, and we'll move on to the last show on the list, which is Colony. <sighs> and uh oh. <laughs> okay. I heard a sigh there. With with that reaction, <laughs> Jenny, what did you think about Colony? Well, I really liked it until the very end. And and then they lost me. The, I The twist at oh, the end didn't really work for you, huh? Oh, if I mean conspiracy is my biggest biggest pet peeve in anything I watch. Uh, conspiracy and conflict within a group, especially if it's a couple. And having her go behind his back and and have her be a part of that, even if I, you know, agree or or don't agree, that didn't factor into it. It was just the fact that she was obviously involved with the, you know, resistance in some way. And she hadn't told him, does she blame him for their son going, you know, missing? Maybe. Uh, Yeah. It just, it just really irritated me that they can't just have the conflict outside that couple, outside their marriage, outside their family it now has to be in the middle of of their you know what should have been a solid couple and that's that's the part that really i may not be able to watch that show how about you ivy i um i'm really it's it's hard for me to argue with that jenny cuz that's that's a good point it it kind of bespeaks one of the one of the issues that i have with shows like second chance where you know, the, the question is always, well, when is the fa- when is everybody on the family going to be on the same page? And the family doesn't right. have to be uh, a blood family. It's like, you know, how long in Buffy until everyone knows that Buffy was a vampire slayer? Because those secrets just aren't interesting to me. Um, right. so, it's, so it's really, really hard to argue with that perspective because I agree with it so often. Uh, but here, I'm really, I'm excited about this show, especially after the first hour, because I never, ever, ever want to see the aliens. Like, to me, that's not what the show is about. And I'm hoping that I'm reading that right, and I'm hoping that's accurate. Right. And this is solely a show that's about, you know, you know occupation and resistance yes. and collaborators and that dynamic that, you know, we've seen touched on um, in television in the last 10 years but only touch on it. Mean, I think Battlestar did a really good job of it for a run of five or six episodes. And I think other shows have, have done storylines about it, but never fully incorporated it. But to go back and to really look at the parallels of what the stories that we might see on Colony and what the stories actually were in occupied France and in other countries that have seen that type of, um, of armed conflict there's just a ton of good stuff to mine there. And I think that 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 specifically and looking at how that can divide families is an interesting story. So right. I think it's it's like I'm looking forward to that, but it's but it's hard to argue with your point too, Jenny, because I think you're right. It's 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 that portion of it can get a little tired, but 
I think that there's a little bit different of an approach here. I think that, you know, while the first season will be about how they're not on the same page and, and he betrayed her as much as she betrayed him by putting, putting the, the family in the situation by becoming right. collaborators. Well, that was not English. Collaborators. <laughs> um, it's, it's just, I don't know. I, it's like, I, I like the story, but it's, there's, I have some of those same hesitations that you do. Um, But I really want to see if we're really going to get a show that shows how flawed and dirty humanity can be during this type of period. I think we're in for some some amazing television, but I don't know if USA is going to give that to us. Right. But I hope I'm wrong. This is this is this is one of those shows you don't watch for the happy ending. No, um, this right. Is, this is like the American crime drama, which I watched for an hour and decided I didn't need to watch uh, <laughs> this season. And I don't think I even gave it that long last season. This, this, this is a show about heroes, but it's really much more interesting when the people aren't being heroic. And that's, right. again, why it's difficult to, to want to get behind, but I still want to get behind it. Right. Well, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it at least one more up. Um, because I, I did enjoy, um, most of it enough that I want to, to give it a chance. I just am going into it now with the reservation in my head that I, I just don't know. (laughs) Jason, what'd you think? Yeah, for me, I've, I liked it, but I think it was actually, uh, the ending that made it interesting (laughs) (laughs) was sort of the idea that she's been part of the resistance all along, even though they've sort of been in hiding because of his previous, you know, what he was previously before the invasion. And so she's like, she's mad at him for having done all this stuff without telling her, you know, even though it was in, trying to get their son back yet she's been keeping a huge secret that she's part of, you know, she's part of the problem and actually has been part of lighting off these bombs around and, and stuff. And so uh, I, I thought that made for an interesting storyline. I don't know for how long, you know, like, uh, but it, it was interesting when, you know, she's like, Okay, we now have somebody on the inside. Who? It's me. Right. How's that? Uh, they just hired my husband to track us down. <laughs> you know? oh, oh, really? Okay. So, you know that that was kind of kind of interesting. Uh, they showed the you know like the what's to come, uh, and you know obviously. There's going to be some some leaks in in his uh, trying to track uh, people down or whatever. It, I found it interesting because I went into it thinking that he was going to be the one that becomes the collaborator, but is but is sort of torn about doing so. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, and then he sort of becomes the inside person, like knowingly, not where this makes it look like more like he's like acquiesced to actually doing the job. Yeah. Like he's, he, that he's actually going to try and track these people down uh, if it'll get his, his son back. Yeah. And that's what I was hoping is that it was going to be, they would, you know, 
like if they could work together. I mean, obviously down the road he could become sides. sort of the double agent or whatever, where he's now working inside, right, uh, or whatever. But I I thought that that's where they were headed, and so it was an interesting twist uh, at the end. I mean, they kind of. I don't know when she goes after the insulin and she pulls the gun, but then she looks a little shaky, you know, trying to get out of the place, you know, holding the gun or whatever. Mm-hmm. That almost seemed like then then you see how she was at the end and you're like, was she just putting that on? Like, because <laughs> it seemed like she should have been better at that or something. Yeah. If she's part of the secret resistance. That that seemed like it was only built to try and and throw us off throw you off uh, completely or something and right but yeah i found the the twist inter- interesting i found the dynamic set up like ivy was talking about of you know collaborators and non-collaborators and uh you know being up in this occupied territory um i i i think they did tell you enough that there's lots of occupied territories uh and then there's basically like no man's lands between them. It seems like between these big walls, because he was trying to get out of this one and into like the Santa Barbara one or whatever it was where he thinks his kid has been left. So, cause I had heard some people say that there wasn't enough of like, it was weird that like what was happening in the rest of the country or something like that, or the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, it seems like you're just, you're, they told you just enough that, Hey, there's other, <laughs> We're they're basically occupying all over, but we're telling stories in this one. Uh, you know, well, in, in, in the LA area, maybe. But how those other, uh, like where his son is, how far apart are those? Because I assumed it was just in that area of California or whatever. Well, that's maybe all they talk about. But I, from that, I sort of extrapolated out and was like, okay, they have uh-huh. other, other places. They're not just somehow. <laughs> The rest of the world is going about their business, and they just put up a giant wall around. Right, <laughs> they're, yeah. they're occupying L.A. That's true. Like That's they attacked true. and they just took L.A. and they walled it off, and they're occupying that, and everybody else is just like, "Oh, eh, we didn't really like L.A. anyways. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let the aliens have it." <laughs> but yeah, so I think there's definitely a place to tell some interesting stories within within that, uh, you know with the people living in this, you know, under this, this occupation. Right. And, uh, and also I think I agree with Ivy too. Like the idea of ever seeing the aliens is like, uh, I could care less. Well, it would turn it into, uh, uh now I'm blanking on the name. Well, a lot of Falling these, Wiley. yeah, the falling skies. Well, that's the thing is a lot of times it, you either have to show the aliens or don't show the aliens. But when you, when you don't show for a long period of time, the longer a like with a lot of things, the longer you go without showing something, the cooler it has to be when the reveal <laughs> happens. You know, the same thing with like some sort of a big mystery or something, any type of a mystery inside of a show, the longer you push that mystery out, the cooler the reveal has to be, but also the harder for that to actually be. Right. You know, so the idea that if this were to go some period of time and then all of a sudden they showed an alien, it would probably be super disappointing <laughs> you know, because it's not really about 
the aliens. It's about why they're there. The people, right. Well, and it's about It's about the people. while they're there, and the guy mentions that, you know, once they're done, they'll leave, and he's like, well, what's, what, is, what are they doing? Uh, you know, and, you know, how long would that be, and if that's really true, and all that, all that type of stuff. That's all interesting. What they actually mm-hmm. look like is, is beside the point. Right. Uh, so I think uh, we're all we're all uh, sort of on board colony for uh, at uh, different points right. <laughs> along the scale, but we're at least on board so far. Right. Uh, with with that one, and uh, that'll do it uh, for uh, the primetime segment, and we'll move on to the TV recommendations. Uh, first up, my recommendation uh, starts uh, this Thursday. Uh, the was it be the twenty first? I think is that right? Yeah, the the 21st uh, is the CW has uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow starting up. And while I'll although while it's a recommendation, I can't necessarily say that I totally recommend the first episode of it that premieres on the 21st. This is definitely a show that the first episode is pilot part one and the second episode is pilot part two. And I really have no idea why they didn't just play them both on the same night. Uh, because you really need the second episode to get an idea of what the show is really going to be. Right. Uh, they show you a little bit of it, but there's so much work that has to be done to set this up. Even if you've been watching Arrow and The Flash, where they've already done a bunch of work in the first few episodes of this season to set this up. Yeah, they've been setting it up for like three months. Yeah. There's still a lot because you have to, you know, you have to introduce the time travel aspect and the time traveler. And then, you know, you're introducing the team because you have to do it in both a way that uh, you need more information, even if you've been watching some of this stuff. But if you happen to be somebody that just is watching DC's Legends of Tomorrow, you also need an intro to each of the characters a little bit, too. So there's a lot of exposition especially in the first half of the first episode. But once they get to where they actually are traveling back in time, the first place they go is back to like 1975. And then the second episode picks up where they leave off in the, at the end of the first episode. And you've, by the end of the first episode, you sort of get the full perspective, kind of the full perspective of what's going on. But the, it's the second episode that really tells you, what the show is going to be like. And they have a lot of fun going back to 1975, you know, so I think they're going to have a lot of fun with the time travel aspect of, you know, the costuming and stuff like that, uh, as well as the different dynamics they have with all these different characters uh, playing off each other. And so I, I thought it was a lot of fun. And, you know, especially if you're a flash and arrow fan, I think it's definitely worth checking out, but, uh, but yeah, that that one's a lot of fun. So that's my recommendation. Uh, what's yours, Ivy? Um, so I finally checked out Stars, Flesh, and Bone uh, within the last couple of weeks. Well, Golden Globes was just last weekend, right? So I guess it's all been within the last week or so because Sarah Hay got nominated for um, Best Actress in a TV miniseries or blah, 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 whatever Golden Globe names and stuff. <laughs> and I... I was really taken by the show, and I really wished it was, or I guess the miniseries, I really wished it was a lot more than, than just eight episodes. I wish they were doing more another season. Um, but it was, it was fascinating, and there were, it was, 
it wasn't as simple as I thought it was going to be, where it was just, you know, this girl trying to, this young woman trying to get into the dancing troupe and fighting through those types of challenges. But there's this fascinating, well, dark slash fascinating um, home life that she had with her her brother and her father and, and all of that, that that played into things in a crazy, um, messed up way. Um, there was a, a really interesting storyline with a homeless guy that lived on her roof uh, in, in New York that, that I really thought was going to end in a weird and not good weird way. And it definitely ended in a, I don't know if it was a good, but it was definitely weird way. Um, and it was all anchored by this, this new actress who was just absolutely phenomenal and enchanting. And I'm not a fan of ballet dancing, but I could not take my eyes off of her anytime she was dancing. And I think they did a brilliant job in the first episode of building up to, the, to finally getting to see her dance uh, because they held it out. They, they would show bits and pieces, but it was finally towards the end of the first episode before you finally saw her. And Sarah Hay is going to be a star. If this is what she wants to do and be a, uh, a lead actress and, and, and get away from dance, because I, you know, I, 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 get, I get one of the things you learn in the show is how quickly ballerinas' careers, even the good one, in. <laughs> she is amazing and anchored a, an incredible show in a way that, that new actresses should not be able to do. Uh, and so I, I loved it. I wish there were more. I'm, I hate that there were only eight episodes, but if you're if you're willing to give something different a try, and it is definitively different from anything else on TV right now, give Flesh and Bone a try because it's really good. All right. How about uh, how about your recommendation, Jenny? Uh, I had a really hard time picking this week. I, the normal stuff I'm watching is is okay. But I decided because the second season premiere uh, of March 11th just got released for Amazon Prime's Bosch, I decided to recommend uh, the first season of that. If I, I am a huge procedural fan, um, and besides that, I'm a huge reader, and the Bosch book series got to keep that theme going on the episode yeah yeah exactly <laughs> uh is um written by michael Connolly is one of my favorite book series and so when i first heard that show was you know or that book series was going to be turned into a tv show i was thrilled i was scared because you know are they going to do it justice and i know a lot of people didn't like it um but i personally loved it uh titus welliver I think it's his name, um, is really, he really did a great job as this dark, kind of this, old, I mean, he's very old school. Um, he's just got a very, a very dark uh, personality and a dark look on things. Um, and And I think... If you're a fan of procedurals, you should give it a shot if you haven't. Uh, it's I don't think it's for everybody because it is a much darker show than than a lot of things. Um, but it I've really enjoyed it. There were only 10 episodes, so it was a short series, just like, you know, most of the other um, Amazon and Netflix shows are. Um, but you've got lots of time to watch before the season uh, season two comes out in early March and 
So I just, I really enjoy it. Yeah, I, I liked the first episode, but I never watched the rest of it. It just, when it finally was released, it was like the wrong, it was like the wrong period of time with other stuff that I was watching. All right. Well, see, you've got time. Yeah. you got to catch up. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the other thing, though, too, a lot with a lot of these streaming series is unless it's like a Daredevil or Jessica Jones or something that's just like I'm really interested in checking out, even if I hear it's good, I'm like, Ah, it'll always be there. Yeah. I can watch that any time. I got this show on the DVR. I really need to watch right now because uh, I need to tape the next one tomorrow, you know, or something. Right. And and so other stuff takes precedent, and you keep going. Oh, I can watch that. And then you know, here you are later on, and on some shows you're just like, wait, season four of what's coming out? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, ah. Uh, now, because then you're like, oh, now there's 40 episodes of that or now there's right. 48 episodes of that or something. And you're like, oh, OK, that's a little more daunting now. <laughs> but it's definitely one uh, on the list. I, I like, you know, Titus Welliver is always good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, a lot of the other cast uh, that they had in, in there was, was yeah, good as well. It was, a so, good, it was a good supporting cast. And so uh, and I like sort of uh, season long arcs for these types Mm -hmm. of shows you know where well i i like a good procedural i watch a lot of them because i do like having an episode you know where you get a beginning middle and end for each episode type of thing but i like when some of these investigations and stuff like that feel a little more real Mm -hmm. you know like they don't solve and put the guy away (laughs) and in an hour but like on the show it was like three days Mm -hmm. or something you know especially for like a big you know, a big case. And so this is sort of a, a there's a big overall mystery going on. And so yep. I like, I like those type of things. And I like them in this type of format where uh, you can play it out over, you know, instead of like a two hour movie or something like that, you can play it out over, and in this case, you're like almost 10 hours. Ten episodes, yep. So that's, uh, that's definitely one that's uh, on my list uh, as well uh, to check out. Was Annie Wersling only in the first season? I don't, I don't know. That's a good question. Because uh, I know, obviously, they, you know, it'll be a new case um, that they take on in season two. But she, she was a police, um, a, you know, a new police officer. So she wasn't involved with that case specifically. So I don't know. Okay. She would be the reason I'm most interested in watching. I'm a big fan of hers. Oh, see, I like her, but I didn't like her character. So is that why you started tuning into the Vampire Diaries? No, <laughs> I've watched the. I started watching the Vampire Diaries about three years ago, and she's and her arc on the this season of the Vampire Diaries is one of the reasons why I think I might be going away from it. <laughs> I don't. I don't like her character on the Vampire Diaries. I just want to go back to the first half or the middle of the last season of Twenty Four and just have that character back in some way, <laughs> shape, form, or fashion. <laughs> Yeah, and have like her team up with uh, Yvonne Strahovski's character from, and they become the new leads of. See that? I'd watch that. Strahovski. Sorry. <laughs> Whatever. No, I wasn't correcting you. They used to. Yeah, I uh, know. Okay, yeah. <laughs> She's very good looking. Apparently, that's what they used to call her on set during Chuck, the Strahovski. Uh, <laughs> all right, that'll do it for our recommendations and for uh, this episode. 
Uh, as always, you can find uh, links to our recommendations as well as the news stories we talked about and also where you can find Ivy and Ginny online in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 306. And next week, Amory and Ray will be back with me, and there'll be a whole bunch more new stuff starting up over the next week, over this week uh, that we're recording this episode uh, to talk about next week. And uh, thank you again, Ivy and Ginny, for joining me on episode 306. Yeah, it was fun. Always is. Thanks, guys.